Welcome guys to the Dad Life International podcast. Really stoked to be again with Anthony and Leroy early in the morning for me, late at night for Anthony and sometime in the middle of the day in Australia with Leroy. How's it going guys? Going well, man. How are you? I'm tired as usual on Monday. Just had a nice uh, meditation. So either even though I'm tired, I feel pretty relaxed and, and good to go, man. So Yeah. Mate, going good over here. We're in the second week of school holidays. So we've, um, yeah, going pretty good. We went climbing mountain with the family this morning and um, they're down at the beach now and I'm going to go join them straight after this podcast. What a tough life, man. Yeah. What a tough life. Check Leroy's Instagram with all his like beach waves right. and uh, hanging out in the sun. It's uh it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's got cold all of a sudden. It's back to like 11 I'm, degrees, 10 degrees. I'm muted. I'm muted. I'm muted Leroy's Instagram so I didn't see it anymore. It just yeah. Jealous. Mate, it's a good idea. <laughs> hey, guys, there's, there's seven or eight of you online right now. Um, if you've got any questions, chuck them in the comments below. And between Tom, Anthony, and myself, we'll uh, answer them as well. Uh, if you send me looking over to this way, it's um, because the second screens there with the questions rolling over stuff. So. Yeah. I'm trying to like share this to my live thing, but I can't, doesn't seem like I've got the option this week. So I suppose exclusively on the fit dad lifestyle. Yeah. What, what wait for um, a couple of questions to come through guys, if you could go back to day one of fatherhood and tell yourself something that you know to be true right now, what would that be? Huh. Tom, you want to start it or you want me to start? You start, Anthony. I'm trying to share this to my, my page. <laughs> All right. Um, if I went back to day one, I think it would just kind of be like, I think I just told myself that, you know, each moment in the bad will pass and to enjoy even the parts where you want to rip your hair out or, you know, strangle your, your child. Um, ours, our son just turned three yesterday. So he is without a doubt, a three danger right now. Um, and there's so many times that he just tries your patience to the nth degree. Um, but in the same, in the same sentence, in the same breath, he just turned three, you know, he was born. It feels like yesterday. So, you know, I feel like if you can take a step back and just realize that it goes so, so quickly, and to, you know, obviously you enjoy the good parts, but also enjoy the bad. I think that's the part that, especially as they get older, is hard. It's easier. It was easier for me when they were crying. My wife is different. Obviously, when she was crying in the middle of the night, my wife had to tend, breastfeed and everything. That was challenging for her. But for me as a dad, it was, it was easier for me to enjoy those moments of being up in the middle of the night and holding a tiny little newborn baby. Because I knew that part was going to be gone so quickly. But right now, your patients get tried a bit more as they become more defiant and more just aggressive. And so I think for me, I'm trying to take a step back and just realize that, you know, before I know it, he's going to be out of the house and that, you know, I'll wish I could get back to where he was three and throwing his food on the ground type of thing. What about you, Tom? Tom's muted. Tom, you're muted. Tom, you're on mute. Sorry, guys. A bit of a technical difficulty. Trying to share with a new Facebook uh, 
you know, the new Facebook setups, I had to go through all things. And then I, I was hearing like double Anthony, like going over and over again, because obviously the Facebook live was open. I think it's kind of similar for my, for me. It's like, just the thing that I know is true that I just, um, that this was meant to be, that this was something that I was meant to do, that it was going to be a massive part of my life. And that, um, you know, I was blessed with twins right at the beginning. So it was really like the baptism by fire and really like kind of get your shit together. And, um, and I was just thinking last night, like just, lying with my kids before they went to bed and hugging and kissing them. I made a little post on Instagram about how I feel foolish sometimes because I come home with the weight of the world on my shoulders sometimes. And I was super tired yesterday and I was, you know, you just get that feeling every now and then of a little bit despondency um, in, in different areas of your life. And then once you refocus on your kids and you rekindle that like thing from the beginning, like why you did this and why you became a dad, it's just all like melts away. And it was so rad last night. It just like went away from me and I came downstairs and I was like, man you know no matter what happens out there when i come back home it's just like i realize what's significant what's important and uh i think that's what we did i mean at the end of the day i think kids just you know they are difficult let's let's not make no mistake i've got four kids it's it's definitely challenges with all of them in different ways um from little baby crying to james being you know belligerent every now and then to my twins getting bigger my daughter being adhd my son's health problems and you just but you wouldn't trade it, right? You just know that it's it's been worth it and it's something that's grown you and it's something that's, I mean, it's the most important thing in our lives now and it never existed, you know? 10 years ago, I wasn't a dad and now it's like a massive part of my life. And I think I just knew that. I knew that that would be huge. And it's nice to see that it's, it is so important to me now. Yeah. So what about you, Leroy? Mate, I think patience and I also think not trying to have everything, you're not trying to, smash through everything as quick as possible, you know, not go through the different stages of, I guess, the, the kids upbringing and, you know, then the different experiences and probably to touch on what both of you said and just enjoying those, the time frame that you're in and knowing that you may never go through that exact period in that, you know, part of your life again. And, um, you know, really embracing, um, yeah, that period and, We've actually just found out we've got a baby girl due in. <laughs> I uh, saw your announcement, man. But April, I know it's a girl. yeah, March, April. Yeah, <laughs> we just got the scan done the other day, so mate, we get to go through it again. And um, yeah, oh, bro, yeah, you're so lucky, man. Awesome, My baby man. girl, Congrats. you've got a girl as well, Anthony, right? I do, man. Oh. I do. She, she's a. Uh, she's getting me. She is getting me to the point of wrapped around her finger. A lot of people say yeah. like when she was born, oh, she's going to have you wrapped around your finger. And I was like, eh, you know, my, my son was like my dude, like that was like my boy. Right. And, and I'm like, just wait, it's different. And like, she's getting to that point now where like, you know, she like just nestles up her head right there. And like, she's like, she's just so much more affectionate. It's just, it's weird. Cause he's a very loving child as well. But like, yeah. she just like knows, I'm like, how do you know this? Like, you know, she puts her little hand like behind her neck. I'm like, what do you, like, how do you know to do this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, people can but, say what they want about gender and these kind of things. But for me, it's been an experience definitely of my daughter's been so different to my little boy. And it's just this, uh, when I come home every day, dude, he's always like, hello, Papa. Hello, Papa. Yeah, and, just, and she comes to me and she's almost like shy, but like excited and does, and then looks at my wife and she's kind of like, oh, he's home. And it's just, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for you, bro. That's so cool. Cause, uh, yeah, you're gonna, it's going to be a different area. game for you, bro. Yeah. You're going to, you're two boys, right? So you're going to first, first girl for you. Yeah, first girl. So 
I think it's probably a blessing having the two older brothers and then yeah. if they can get through the older <laughs> brothers, I'll be sitting at the porch with the new rifle that I'm now <laughs> going to go purchase and spend the next 15 years at the rifle range. So I think oh, how dare you say yeah, that? Man. You don't really say that these days anymore. You know? <laughs> like 100% you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I think actually there were one you. thing you one thing that you mentioned that I that I didn't think about, which is so dead on, is not rushing it. And I feel like his parents, maybe not as, I'm not going to just say dads, but his parents, we put a lot of pressure on other parents. And it's that fine line. I know we had touched, touched on it on another podcast, but just the fine line of being proud of your kids and their achievements of what they have and like different milestones at the younger ages, but also in a way that puts pressure on other parents like, Oh, my kid was walking at 10 months. Oh, my kid started speaking at 11 months and Oh, da da da. And then now you feel like there's something wrong with your kid because yeah. they're still sucking on a pacifier and haven't said their first word at a year and a half. Right. And I, and, and it's so much, you know, I told my, my wife at the beginning, like they wouldn't sleep in their own room or they wouldn't do this or that. I'm like, listen, look around you. How many, mm -hmm. how many people do you know that are 35, 36 year old that are still sleeping in their parents' bed? None. Right. So at a certain point, they're going to grow out of it. So not. don't, yeah, exactly. We don't <laughs> know the one it, child but... that's going to be 35 <laughs> in bed. With yeah, the 40, the 40 year old virgin. Um, but you know, I mean, but that's the thing though, is like, at a certain point, they grew out of all of it, you know, and, and obviously they're, you know, in terms of speech or any sort of major milestones, there's a certain point where a doctor will tell you, okay, here's what you should look out for, you know, mm. but now there's so much therapy and so much technology that helps with that, that like, I think you're dead on, Leroy, is not, not stressing over different milestones or different things that you feel like you're seeing other kids do because everybody develops differently and everyone develops at a different speed and it goes so damn quick. You know, and that's the part that you're like, I wish that I could get like the cute noises back versus no, my exactly. son says two, my son at three says two cuss words now. So we got to watch our mouth, now, you know, so. <laughs> I think yeah. what you, what you said then about the, you know, comparing the kids to, you know, other kids and friends, kids and people you see online, I, I think it's probably very similar to the whole dad situation and, and dads comparing themselves to, you know, the 1% of social media or the 1% of, you know, their friends and family who may have that mansion and that car and that, per you know, from the outside, that perfect looking life and the perfect body and the perfect, you know, X, Y, Z. And, you know, I think a lot of dads get caught up in that whole comparison on themselves as well as, you know, on their kids. And, you know, the one thing that I've been preaching quite a bit lately is just be better than the dad you were yesterday. You know, 1% better than the dad you were yesterday. And you're always going to win, you know, as long as your kids yeah. have you know, a roof over the head, you know, fresh drinking water and, you know, food on the table and still telling you that, that they love you every day. That's all you need. You know, if you can better yourself, you know, 1% than that, then you'll never, ever have a bad day for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that Anthony's been talking about that because if you listen to my last podcast with Shane Dorian, actually, which is really stoked to have him on. I mean, Sometimes I wonder why these guys come on the show, but he talked about, because he was a massive surfer, like he was on the world tour for 11 years and he's like won, won big wave awards and now his son's 13 and he's become a professional surfer. And, we're, and then we talked about how his son surfed, um, goes surfing and he's really competitive with it and, and he even gets frustrated, you know, out there in the waves and, and, and can't enjoy it even as much. And then his daughter, who's 10 years old, just gets like a nice little swimsuit on and gets on a board and then paddles to the back and sits there with her friends and just talks smack and then goes with him and, and just has enjoys it. And we were saying like, which one is better? Like 
is it better to be that competitive that you actually stop enjoying what you what you what you do um, or is it better actually to enjoy it more and enjoy the process you know because at the beginning of the podcast a little clip i took out was he's like it's not about you know being professional surfing is not about the thing doing a big aerial is not the thing surfing is the thing and i even as a surfer myself have become competitive on a day you know with your mates trying to get the most waves or hustle or almost getting into fights with guys in the water and you just think like wow and that's how parenting can be and for me i just related it to myself and if you've looked at my instagram it's been about love like for the last week and a half about loving being a dad like yes you need to take care of business and yes you need to you know be involved with school but but stop putting so much pressure on yourself and just love like Anthony's talking about. Love those moments when your little daughter puts her hand there. Love those moments <laughs> when you hug your kids and take 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 note of what's happening and get outside and kick the football. And just like it's that thing of like just getting to it and seeing it like this adventure and loving and not getting so caught up in being the perfect dad and having the perfect kids and getting them to get to the the perfect grades or being the best football player on the swimmer or whatever. Cause I'm like that. Like immediately my daughter's joined the swim team now. And what am I doing? Um, she's ADHD, so I'm like, who? Guess who else was ADHD? Michael Phelps, right? Uh, so, and she's really tall, and she's got big feet and hands and stuff. So she could be a great swimmer. So what I immediately don't go, hey, enjoy the swimming, being with your mates. Immediately, I'm like, hey, this could be a thing for you. And I think we do that as parents with ourselves. Now that like Leroy says, now we got Instagram. You know, you look at Leroy kicking butt and his huge muscles, and I go like, hey, maybe I should work out more. Um, instead of just going, you know what, I love running and I love running my mountain bike and I like working out sometimes, but that's not my thing and I don't have to do that. And I think that taking that pressure off and doing the, doing the work, though, I agree, like getting up early like I do and doing the work and making sure that we're working on our bodies, our minds and our spirits and our emotions so that when we're with our kids, we're better. That's, that's where you do it, but not when you're with your kids. When you're with your kids and it's time to like um, be with them, then it's not time to now ratchet it up and start trying to like do everything perfectly so i think it's definitely true and i think that you only live once your kids are only this age once and i've just i'm so stoked that i've got this new renewed mind of like exactly that like just love it bro. love your yeah. kids because when you because when you love them i think things are going to go great and look how many fucked up people they are i mean how many people do you know that are totally stable like completely got it together most people have shit in their lives so what our parents I mean, did not allowing people to lie, in, but you know, like when, when you go, I still lie with my kids in bed, like at nine before they fall asleep. And other people go like, why do you do that? Or my son has this pacifier and he's four, by the way. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have said their life shape. One day it's going to come back to bite him. But you know <laughs> hey, what I, I mean? I appreciate, I appreciate you that. I appreciate you saying that because our son just turned three and he still has his. And I'm like, damn, I gotta yeah. get that away from him. He can't be you three. Get it away from him. But why, how do you know that what our parents did didn't mess everybody up? And because they just were like, oh no, we don't have time for this. And we, and you got to walk now and you got to potty train early. And you got to do these things and maybe being a little bit more chilled and just loving our kids. And, and then obviously not being, I mean, I'm not saying we should be soft on them and allow them just to have like these things all the time. Even if you know me, I'm not like that at all, but I do think that we're too hooked up on achievements of our kids and ourselves. And I look at it at school with parents, not in my class, but parents that are just so obsessed with their kids getting grades and jumping in whenever there's something wrong and trying to save their kids. And it's like, no, man. Just like love your kids, man, and enjoy being a parent. Stop like making it some like degree or something that you have to get. We we um got rid of our child's dummy. I, we, I think we gave him like about a week's notice, and then on that Friday we went to the party shop and got this massive balloon and tied it to the balloon like a, a helium balloon, <laughs> and and he watched it go away. And ever since that day, he just <laughs> never wanted it again because it it disappeared. You know it. It fell away. Uh, he's nearly four now, but I reckon he was probably mid 
twos, I reckon, early twos. Okay. Yeah. So he didn't he didn't really like it like in, at, at all. But that was one of the ways that yeah that worked, and we actually like got that, that from idea. one of our friends. Um, yeah, and they did I like the same that thing. Idea. I may yeah. have to use that. Yeah, but funny. like really talked it up and said, you know, oh, next Friday, you know, someone's coming or, you know, your dummy's going up to space. You know, whatever whatever the story was, I can't remember exactly. But yeah, literally tied it and it blew away and probably landed in someone's backyard, touched to a balloon and people were like, oh. <laughs> In 2020, you're going to get sued over that, man. <laughs> yeah, probably. In 2020, it's going to be like, Bring it on. It's not sustainable, bro. You're gonna have yeah, dummies to drop a dirty pacifier in someone else's yard, like yeah. you know, call the CDC. Yeah, oh yeah, I, think, I definitely think it was one of those biodegradable balloons and biodegradable <laughs> dummies. Saw, yeah, just just for the record, you're gonna get the police at your house, bro. Coming to arrest you for oh, find the proof oh, and I'll, I'll I'll accept it. <laughs> I'm gonna say this is this is Leroy's idea. Yeah, just don't do the – just don't, don't burn down half the California in the process. Jeez, bro. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it takes time. I mean, you don't have to rush anything. I mean, why? I don't know why we are in such a hurry to rush through life. I mean, maybe that's more the theme of this podcast is just like today. It's like take time for yourself. Like, I don't know why we are in such a hurry to get somewhere. It's kind of a strange thing. Do you feel like that with yourselves as well? Do you feel like – I'm the worst at that, man. Yeah, I'm 100%. the worst at that. Le- legitimately, the worst at sitting back and just enjoying. Um, like when I interviewed in actual like jobs, and they ask you what your three weaknesses are, that was always one of my weaknesses. And I said it. I was always like, you know, I never am content with where I'm at in life or what I'm doing. It's always what is the next thing. Where where am I going next? What's happening? Even when I go on vacation as a kid with my parents, it was always like, okay, great. Now where are we going? Can't you just enjoy where we're at right now? And I'm like, I'm good. Did it, saw it, let's go. You know? So yeah. I'm the same at the moment. Like you got five things happening at once, but then you've got another five things in your mind that you should be doing. And then thinking about five steps ahead of those things if they come off or happen, you're like, it it just doesn't stop. I I actually and like you said, whether you're on holidays or whether you're here there or anywhere, it's just it feels like it's just your mind is just completely racing i am yeah it takes me a solid week on a vacation to actually get to a point where i'm relaxing like for the first week i'm still fully plugged in still fully engaged and the unfortunate thing which sucks and i you know i admit it i know it is that by the time i'm actually relaxing and enjoying just chilling out we're heading home you know so what does that tell you yeah I think my daughter was, I made another post on this. It's quite, quite interesting because our kids teach us a lot. I had to look after my kids the other day. Their mom went to yoga. My daughter's very like attached to her mom at the moment at this age. And she was just screaming and crying upstairs. And then um, I brought her downstairs and she was still crying here. And then what she kept on doing, she kept on pointing to another place. So you'd point to the kitchen. I'd take her there, kept crying. She pointed outside. I took her there, calmed down for a little bit, uh, started crying and then pointed inside, then pointed to the lounge. She just wouldn't stop crying. And I was like, man, this is exactly how we are as adults. It's like you get what you want. And then the next thing you're like not satisfied with that, you got to go somewhere else. And you think that that's going to like satisfy you or that's going to bring you like that feeling of like, Oh, I've got there and like never happens. And she just, I was just like, wow, we all like just big babies uh, just adult wise, just always pointing in the next direction and thinking that that's going to be the the calm. And I was just like, and that was quite funny because what happened is, and then I filmed the message on Instagram and we just, I just stood there for a while and filmed the message on Instagram and that calmed it down, which was kind of interesting. And then I got to put That's it to bed. So, 
maybe filming your kids making a little message on a, on a on a phone or taking a video of yourself can be a little technique to calm your kid down. I don't know. <laughs> How old's your daughter? She's one twenty months now. Okay, so same as mine then, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, she's that's funny, man. But she's talking I a little to... bit now and stuff. So I've got to also stop myself from wanting to talk to more because I'm starting to lose that, right? Hey, Anthony, you start to yeah. oh, yeah. to transition from baby to to toddler and you yeah. kind of want it because you want to hear what she has to say but at the same time now i'm going like hmm do i really want to go that place already yeah. well yeah our daughter's doing that too like you know the basic words and everything but it's funny i had the exact same story today um my wife took mm -hmm. hudson to his three-year doctor's appointment and so i had to watch adriana for um for like an hour and a half and she's 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 definitely wants to be with me held by me and everything if Catherine is home if she's not home yeah. then it's like not oh, really? okay but if she's home then it's like the two of us she knows we're both here then it's like she wants daddy she wants dada right yeah. so as soon as she left and she just woke up for a nap she was pissed off and i'm trying this <laughs> trying that like nothing so what works i had to go upstairs with her and she loves the weekend the the artist the weekend oh, music guy oh, and she loves the weekend and so like i just put on the weekend on alexa and just sat like held her and danced with her for a good half hour 40 minutes and that actually like calmed her down to where she was laughing but you know i mean like in my head i'm like i could do this i could be could do, doing that but you know again where when are you gonna get those moments back so yeah it doesn't work all the time, time. Anyway, man. other people's tricks don't always work and that's the problem i also realized when my kids were twins were oh, yeah. every kid's different born. i try to put them in the sleep sense it was this book called sleep sense they try to make me make them sleep <laughs> every hour and a half and i tried that brendan drive me freaking insane and then what i started to do is go okay this is making me even totally pissed off it's not working like i'm trying to put them to sleep and they're not going to sleep and i just said okay fuck it i need to work i need to work out their rhythm you know what i mean i need to go with their rhythm and that's what we need to do as parents we need to actually recognize our children's rhythm and say this child is like this this child needs to like some kids need you can't just tell them stop doing that now and move on some kids you need to say okay one more time and then they're satisfied you know what i mean then my, my kids often like okay can i do it one more time and he used to go like no get inside now i'm like well you know what, this kid, when I asked him to let him do one more time, then they're really happy and they come inside instead of now I'm fighting. And I think right. figuring out our own rhythm and figuring out our kids' rhythms and figuring out what works for them and also accepting that it's not always going to work, right, Anthony? It's like you can try the same thing the next time. <laughs> it totally doesn't work. So it's just taking Leroy, it easier. Leroy, are, sure are you sure you're ready for all this all over again, man? Mate, it's it's funny. I'm just I'm just listening to what Tom's saying there and, you know, and, and about discipline and, and it sort of makes you think back to individual experiences that you've had. And, and I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, like a few, a uh, few episodes ago where my son just wanted to get on the roof. Like they threw the ball up there or uh, yeah. one of those planes. And, you know, I was like, no, you're not getting up, not getting up. And he was just cracking it in the, in the front yard and just screaming blue motor. And, you know, I eventually after about 15 minutes, cause I just couldn't, handle it anymore and they're all getting embarrassed because the neighbors are going what the hell you know put him up there for 30 seconds you know we climbed up ladder and both got up there together and it was over it was like over in 10 seconds and i just wonder you know with you guys in regards to disciplining your kids and um you know obviously you've got to have some level of discipline you know they want that bit of chocolate or they want that ice cream or they want you know whatever the case is you know when is the time that you say no and actually stick to no when there's a tantrum involved, you know, you know, like if you, the kids go get us for a bit of chocolate and you say no 46 times, but they're still whinging. Is it better off just giving them bloody bit of chocolate in that situation 
and then moving on and just everyone going about the day normally and then see that or is it just straight out no let them whinge for two hours and then you know move on and hopefully it doesn't happen again but then if it does happen again that's the hard part for me because the way that i i see that especially when there's a tantrum involved is you know the roof thing i feel like it's kind of different but you know when there's a tantrum involved, when you give in because you're just so tired of them screaming and so tired of them throwing this huge fit, is that then positive reinforcement to where they know if they scream and they throw a tantrum for a certain amount of time, eventually we're going to give in and give them what they're asking for. That's my yeah. challenge with it because, of course, man, like, yeah, it's definitely easier to say, oh my God, here, take your stupid thing and like go just stop, just be quiet, right? But the thing that I ask myself and I don't know the correct answer to it is like, if I do it, then now is he just, he knows, Oh, I just have to scream for a certain amount of time, kick my feet and scream bloody murder. And I'll eventually get it from mom and dad. Cause they're going to get tired of me screaming. Yeah. And I think that that's usually the case as well. And I'll, I'll like, I'll use the chocolate thing. Cause that's been with our kids uh, before, you know, Fredo frog or, you know, like whatever the case is. And at that time, you know, are they in that, you know, tired state, have they had a busy day? You know, what, what, what's time is it during the day? And, you know, all these different outside influences, is that what's actually affecting this, you know, mood swing right now? And if we got to this situation in three days time, six hours earlier, and we said, no, like we do 90% of the time, is it going to be okay and just move on? It's sort of that catch 22. It can go, like you said, one way where they just, you know, know that if they scream it hard enough they'll get it or two was it just a one-off occasion where you know you're both just tired of the whinging and you both just yeah he's going harder and you're you're you want to give in and i don't i'm pretty hard on that like i'm pretty hard and fast on that because i want to teach my kids not to i mean the age depends let's let's be honest like if they're really small toddlers then it's a different story but like when they are a little bit of when they're cognizant of what they're doing i i try to teach my kids that that's not the way you get stuff in life like, cause right, I think that that's right. what your kids learn is that that's the way I get something. I get something by being negative. Whereas I tell my kids like exactly that. I go, listen, if you ask me that same thing nicely, you're going to take, I try to show them that if you ask me this in a different way, you're actually going to get it. But if you ask me in this way, then it's going to be a trouble. And there are times when, if you want to come to the shop with me, for instance, you got to understand, you can't ask me for something every time. And if you do ask me, I'm going to say no, because every time I go to the shop, I'm not buying you something, but there will be times <laughs> I am. And my kids I have not had a tantrum problem with my children, especially my older children. They don't haven't really had. I remember once when my daughter was just sat down on a path and didn't want to walk further, but that wasn't uh, that was more too much sugar from the from the from the from the, from the, from the fairground or whatever. But apart from that, I haven't had that trouble because I've made it very clear that that's not how you get anything. And, and my my kids actually find out that when when they actually whine more, they actually lose more. So if they want that sweet that day, I'll say, listen, if you carry on, you're not getting it tomorrow either. Um, and once it took three times for my son, but I did it. I said, sorry, you're not going to get on Thursdays. I give them a reward after school. You know, Thursdays are day that we have like something after school. We finish a little bit earlier. And then he complained about something because I didn't want to give it. And I, I said, no, well, then you lose it next week as well. And he learned from that and they don't whine. And so you got to think future. You got to think long-term, you know, you can't think like right now I'm being frustrated. Yeah. It's like right now I actually want to do something that's going to prevent this from becoming a habit. And you see those kids that just, so, Clearly, their parents have not set a boundary, man. So then, Tom, let me ask you this. Let's say that your kid does ask you nicely for a piece of chocolate, to use Leroy's example. Mm. Say, hey, Dad, can I please have a piece of chocolate? And you're like, oh, no, you can't have one because whatever, it's too late or you haven't had dinner, whatever the reason may be. Yeah. 
obviously mine's three, so there's a limited amount of like intellectual ability to, to comprehend things. Right. Um, but he asked nicely, you tell him no for whatever reason. And then the screaming ensues because, you know, to your point, you're saying, if you ask nicely, you're going to get your way versus if you don't ask nicely and you throw a tantrum. I just, I mean, look, I haven't had it that much. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know if it's because of something I've done or just because my, my kids give me hell in other ways, but I haven't really been tantrum things, you know, as much. I think three years, three years, two and three is a difficult age because it's different, but I've just pushed through. We don't let tantrums. Generally, my wife and I don't let tantrums be, I think, unless, like Leroy said, there are um, extenuating circumstances in that I've been, a, I've been tired, I've been unreasonable, and then I wake up and go, well, actually, you're being an idiot. Like, because there are times where we're just saying, like, the, the roof thing. Like we're saying no for no reason. So if there's no reason, then sometimes I will go, Lisa and I will go, actually, you know what? Why are we saying no to him watching TV now? It doesn't make any sense. He could watch it now. We will change, but we will wait till he calms down. I want to see him calm down. I don't want to let do it in the midst of a freaking tantrum. I go, okay, fine, fine. It's like, calm down now. Maybe you're going to go watch TV. You t if you can be calm and you can remain calm, then you will get it. You're not going to get it by shouting and screaming. Right. Um, and I and say that to, I say that to Hudson. That's what yeah. I say to Hudson. I'll say like, hey, man, listen. Stop crying. Can you stop crying? Stop crying. I'll give it to you. And then he'll stop. So, got a, uh, so it's, it's tough, man. Got a question here. John Henry's back. I think you were mate from South Africa. So good. good morning over there. And he said, last week I asked, um, opinion on Gary V. I love his various ethoses, but I wonder how much of it's hype and hype and promotion versus genuine substance. I hope he's not a hypocrite. Here we go. <laughs> who knows him well i don't know him that well but I, I, so i'll go last yeah i don't know I, I mean i don't know him well you know i mean i think that i think that anybody that has built success has you know has a level of experience you know um and i think he does a very good job of actually communicating that and motivating people with his experience and with his sayings and whatnot but i can't say that he's i i don't know him personally or know him well at all to be honest so i i couldn't say that he's disingenuous one way or another um but again without knowing someone i don't think you can really make that judgment call yeah i've, I've actually i've met him quite a few times um both here and oh. over in america um and been to a few of his seminars as well and or he's like keynote speaking and uh followed him probably for about four or five years uh online and to be to be quite honest i probably credit a lot of my business life success and, you know, drive to a lot of the stuff he does. Um, and, you know, even, even the fit day community, like building that up over the first couple of years, like that was part of, you know, the give, 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 you know, sort of mentality of what he preached in one of his books, um, you know, about five or six years ago. Um yeah, I, I think there is a bit of a, you know, a bit of a showmanship, I guess, um, with with some of the stuff he does. But I think he was one of the early adapters and someone I found early days to really keep it real and raw and tell it how it was and not try and sugarcoat anything. And you know, a lot of things that I've seen, you know, like. Yeah, and and he even says this quite a bit in in the podcast, and I probably listen to two or three of his podcasts during the week at the gym or on a run or something like that. Um, you know, he says, "Don't listen to what I say, watch what I do." And and you know, we we use that all the time with with the parenting and all that kind of stuff as well. And 
it, it's sort of funny because, you know, three years ago, or maybe even two or three years ago, he was like in, in the podcast back then, you need to get on TikTok. TikTok is going to be the next big thing. And, and back then it was a music app for 12 year olds, you know, but he said, you need to get your business on TikTok, regardless of if you're a skincare company or X, Y, Z. Um, and I, I paid off. I only got a TikTok, TikTok account this year, you know, and I, I heard that three years ago in, you know, weekly. And I was like, no, I'm not getting on. I'm not dancing to music for 15 seconds on TikTok. Like the brand, the fit dad brand would, doesn't suit that. But now you look, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> but if you looked at that, if you actually got on three years ago, our company, you'd be solid. You, know, be solid. you could be in a totally different ballpark you'd right be now. Solid. Yep. Um, and I just think from, from an entrepreneurship, you know, a business point of view, I cannot fault anything he does. And, and I, I think because he keeps it so real and raw and always has, it's never been from my, from my point of view, um, you know, too much of a show or too much of a facade of, you know, something happening, but you know, that's only, only my opinion and I'm not heavily invested in, I, you know, um, you know, haven't got number or contact or, you know, anything like that, or, you know, never purchased anything off him or, you know, I don't even know what he sells to actually to tell you the truth. Like I think he has shoes and random stuff, but most of the stuff. And, and one of the big things I've taken away from him is giving away a lot of everything for free, you know, like eBooks and workouts and plans and information and podcasts and, you know, this, that, and everything else, like try and provide value to as many people as possible. And, you know, if the value that you provide to, all these people is warranted then you know when you do start selling something or you do launch a business you know those people will you know if what you've done has been you know change their life then they're going to come back and support you with whatever you do um, and i think that that's one big takeaway that we've had i didn't like him at first because i did feel it was a little bit hype at when i first saw him and his voice and his whole way about him would like rub me a little bit in the wrong way in the beginning but then i watched a couple of things that he did and i think it's just taking it's with everybody you know, you, you look at like the hype guys, like Tony Robbins for me is really hype. Like sometimes I'm like, wow, um, it's a little bit too much, um, you know, when I see what he's doing and then sometimes it's too much get after it. And like we're talking about in the podcast, right? Like I don't want to be so motivated. Like, let's be honest, I want to be motivated to be awesome dad and I want to apply those principles to that, but I don't want to be that motivated to get out there in the world and you know what I mean at the end of the day. Um, but they, I, what I do is I take like from everybody, I, I want to take the good from them. And, and I think I have started to respect him a lot more, especially when he's with, with the one video that he had, where he said, you're not coming back. And that has always resonated with me. It's like, you're not coming back. You're living once. He says, he looks around and he looks at people and it looks like they're living as though they, they're coming back here. And that's always resonated for me. And I think that his, his heart message and his like core message is good. And I think that he has focused me on that and he started to make me think like, well, you know, value your time, value, value the people around you and, and, and focus on making the best out of this life in whatever manner that, that, that works for you. And then also practical stuff. Like if you've got a video, um, you know, use little snippets, use your podcast, how powerful it is. So he makes you realize, like you say, like, I'm not going to go into TikTok most likely. I still don't want to go on there, but, um, at the end of the day, I think that he helps you to give you good tips to basically use what you have and, and multiply the effectiveness of a video like this, for instance, or multiply the effectiveness of a podcast. We take little snippets out of it and stuff. And I haven't used that well, but I think that his advice is good. And I think it's like everybody, like you and me, Leroy and Anthony, we're not going to have everything that's great. And we sh it should never be like that with anybody where you take their whole persona and their whole thing and go, okay, this is what I want to model my life on. But I think Gary Vee is one of those guys where you can definitely pick and choose and go, okay, well, 
this is this is of value because he's definitely got some awesome things to value. And then maybe sometimes there's hype. I haven't seen that much of it lately. I think he's chilled. I don't know. I get the feeling he's kind of relaxed into himself and focused more on just being content himself. And that's what I've enjoyed to see him also doing that to start realizing like I've made it and everything, but I want to be content. And so that's my opinion. I don't know him that well though, as well. Not perfect. Um, that must be pretty close to time guys. I, I've got to shoot yeah. down and catch up with the family and you've probably got to start the day and end the night over there, Anthony. So Guys, yeah, thanks man. a lot for joining in again. And guys, we, we do this video. It's at 1.30 Thursday Australian time. I think it's like first thing over in Europe and you know in the PM over in California. 8, every 8.30 p.m. 8 in California. PM. Perfect. So 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Awesome. 5.30 CET, Central European time. What so we might do it. next week is we might give you – we might set up questions on each of our Instagram or something and give you the opportunity to pre-ask a few questions and, and let you know of the time of when we're going live that morning, for example. And, you know, then we've got a bit of pre-roll questions and then you can jump on and actually watch them get answered. I think yeah. might work out. Well, so. Yeah. Like that. Perfect. Thanks. Good. Facebook. We'll speak to you soon. Cool guys. Ciao.